Hey guys! You are now listening to the Rolling Matrimony Podcast, where we discuss life, love, and jujitsu. We are your hosts. I'm John. I'm Yolanda. Let's roll. <clears throat> we are sitting with a man who walks around his house in a fur pelt and a longsword. He's a John Friedland blue belt, a student of kickboxing and Muay Thai, also some capoeira. Mm-hmm. He's a pancreation fighter. He makes a mean cup of coffee. You may know him as Aquila the Thunder or Josh Beyer. What's up, man? Hey. Hello. Joshua. <laughs> <are> <laughs> uh, this has been a long time coming. We're glad to have you. Yes. Uh, super excited. Thank you for allowing us into your home. Yes, it's beautiful. Very nice house. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful home. We appreciate it. I'm drinking some really tasty uh, ginger lemon kombucha that mm-hmm. Josh was nice enough to uh, offer to me. Awesome. I'm enjoying it very much. What are you drinking, sir? I am drinking a mixture cocktail of liquid death sparkling water and uh, some blackberry mead. And oh. that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> sounds fancy. It's that like, does sound fancy. It <laughs> kind of tastes like a <laughs> seltzer, but it's all right. For sure. <laughs> um, I'm just drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know I would usually ask, like, hey, did you get any training in today? But I know you've been you've had a, a little bit of a injury that you're dealing with. So obviously you didn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the idea of learning when to tap when you should tap, <laughs> even if yes. it doesn't quite feel bad. It, it's bad. Yeah, it's for too sure. late to yeah. to like <laughs> tap at that point, but eh, it happens. You know, it's part of the it's a price for battle for sure, right. for sure. And uh, where did this happen at? Um, I was doing a Crusher Fest actually, um, going against the very fa- famous uh, Talon Morris. Oh yes, um, I've heard of Talon. Sambo, purple belt in jujitsu, slick guy, really nice guy, D and D enthusiast, I believe. Mm, wow. And uh, Dan El Mario, MMA fighter, um, striking coach. I'm not sure what his belt is, but I know he's a jujitsu guy as well. Okay. That's awesome. And he's also, I think he was a D1 wrestler. If not, he was a high school wrestler. Damn. Why oh, you know a lot about him? Are you guys like not cool, but like? Well, I mean, say that? <laughs> when you play a character, you got to kind of go into them and go and go. make fun of them. To right, 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 <laughs> Get the tempers uh, wearing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, um, this was like a new thing for Crusher Fest this year, right? I know uh, a few years ago, John did like a uh, in-house like dual oh, meet yes. there. Yep. And so I think this, uh, Chris Martin put this one together, right? Yes. Yeah. Chris uh, put it together. Um uh, catches you can i believe is a rule set that he was following and shoot wrestling um basically it's kind of submission grappling um no points you just either if your shoulders are down you get pinned or if you get tapped then you get tapped game over okay okay and um with that being done it was kind of one of those things that it's just he called me and was like hey man like you're you're very you're i you've done in my competitions in the past with uh bjj marquettes yeah and uh, I won like a bunch of soap and like a free floats oh. downtown. So he's like, "Why don't you come do this? You have a really nice personality. Kind of like remind me of John a little bit." So um, weirdos, oh, weirdos yeah. is Wild. what he means. Like, <laughs> Wild and <laughs> yeah. weird. And I was like, "Yeah, I sure. Why not? I'm like, I like competing. 
I mean, I'm doing it in South Milwaukee. It's going to be fun. Like, yeah. submission only. Why not? Or pin. So, yeah. yeah. I was just like, heck yeah, let's do this. For sure. That's awesome. And shout out to Chris Martin, by the way. That guy, like, a quietly puts together some really cool events in the really? Milwaukee area. Okay. I believe he's the owner of Nova, right? Yes. Nova Gyms. Nova. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is, yeah, he's the one that does the Marquette stuff. That was oh. like the first, like, scrimmage that we did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, yeah, this guy's just been putting together some solid, solid things okay. around for the BJJ community. That's very cool. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, he uh, wanted to, because the whole thing was like a professional wrestling, like, GLCW promotion kind of thing. Okay. And he wants to kind of get people into submission wrestling, uh, kind of like what Josh Barnett is doing with yeah. uh, his blood sport kind of promotion yeah i believe and um he was just like i just want to kind of expand the sport in jujitsu and it's like also you know it'd be cool to kind of do it with some professional wrestlers and hell do a professional wrestler angle if you want yeah talk smack have fun with it and just go in the ring and compete man that's that's fine it's like yeah super cool yeah so and then like so you have the your your character that you're playing but this is like a legit like grappling match right yeah so there you know you guys aren't like eye gouging and like no no no, punching <laughs> <in the face. laughs> no nothing too fun like that for sure. <laughs> for sure um so yeah you went up with talon the who's the other guy dan el mario yeah. what was the, the the your record on the day oh uh my record for that specific thing was uh zero one talon got me with a rear naked choke oh. and then um me and dan basically drawed it was a draw okay because he didn't pin me I didn't submit him or pin him. He didn't submit me. So I think time just ran out. So it was a okay. draw. For sure. Okay. And then your your character there was uh, Aquila. The Thund- Thundermouth. Thundermouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was, uh, I seen some of the posts you guys had back and forth on Facebook and was just fucking dying laughing dude like i was was, she was in like i think she was like washing dishes in the kitchen or something like that i'm like bro have you seen this shit like you you see what's going on i'm like what the hell are you laughing about so good super funny and then just like knowing you obviously outside of of that whole thing i'm like dude josh is hilarious like this dude's amazing (laughs) yeah it was real good stuff dude and then like talon has the uh the hardcore um early like bret hart look going anyway <laughs> like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was super cool super yeah. cool it definitely made things interesting i was like man like hopefully they do more of that soon because i would for sure go check it out oh yeah, yeah. well uh i was gonna say um the next one is um i believe december 14th uh blizzard brawl oh wow Ooh. i'll be competing in that as well are I you doing th- that outside Huh? Is no, it gonna it's be not outside. outside. <laughs> would have been it's sad. That would be it's insane. At the Waukesha Expo Center. Okay. Okay. And um, it's gonna be also a cross promotion of um GLCW. So with that, it's gonna be probably beginning dark matches, as they call it in like professional wrestling. Is it might not be like seen by a lot of people, but it'll be probably the first matches that okay. are shown. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I think there's some AEW guys that are coming, and then like GLCW guys. So I'll be actually in like a ring at the Waukesha Expo Center. And growing oh. up watching WCW and WWE, this is like never thought I would like go towards like a professional wrestling thing, and it's not yeah. professional wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is this a dream come true it, type it kinda, of thing? It kind of is. The little Josh. Uh, who loved Stone Cold Steve Austin and like <laughs> the Lethal Weapon Steve Blackman and like Glacier and like all the other like NWO guys? It's just it's kind of a dream. So it's yeah. it's okay. pretty it's pretty it's surreal and I love it. It's very meta. 
which I think is hilarious. For sure, dude. That's awesome. I mean, the, uh, I don't know if it was you or if it was Chris that posted it, but you had like a, almost like a hype video. It was just like you like submitting like in some of your matches and submitting people and stuff. Talking <laughs> crap in the background, dude. It was so good. So yeah, I think I definitely think you are a good a good pick for this this whole thing. I think it fits you very well. Well, walking into your ha- walking into your house and what you wore, that was totally <laughs> I felt like um we, we pulled up and I think she texted you that we're outside or something. Yes. And then I just hear her go, Ooh, and I'm like, What? And I he's look like, up. I see you. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are you wearing? Yeah, we walk in, he has like shoulder pads on, I think, like a, a, a fur pelt, a mask, a long sword. <laughs> Super badass, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. But and I was like, what the hell did we get ourselves into? <laughs> and again, just <laughs> knowing you, I wasn't like, oh, what's he doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Like, it was, yep. I could see Josh doing this on, <laughs> on a regular basis for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Yes. <laughs> so is that how you hurt your leg was with the... the yeah, uh, it's a crusher fest. Um, the thing that the rules that were implied for that specific thing, once you grab a rope, it's a rope break. Okay. So if you're in a submission and you're getting choked out or leg locked for that, you grab onto the rope and then the submission automatically cut off, done, and oh. then they have to stop and you have to reset. Huh. Okay. So um, that, um, yeah, basically having to just grab onto the rope, but it was at that point, it was too late and the adrenaline pumping through my body and then standing up and then getting like rear naked choked, like not even like a minute later. And then like going outside of the ring after my loss, I was just like, there's something mm. really wrong. Uh, yeah. Like you t- didn't tap soon enough. Yeah. And ankle locks. Any kind of leg locks, everybody's been in them. Right. You don't want to be in them yeah. for long. Right. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's the thing is, it creeps on you, so you don't know. Right. Yeah, it's super right. sketchy. Mm-hmm. You just, I think uh, my last competition I did at Fuji, mm-hmm. like right before the pandemic, uh, I got straight ankle locked, and I thought I was yep. cool, and like he went belly down on me, and soon as he went belly down, it was like pop, pop, pop. Yep. And it wasn't like too bad of an ankle injury. I was able to walk around still and stuff. But, but it started to hurt after a while. Yeah, I, like I mean, it was like that. I think it was like two, three months before it like didn't hurt anymore. Right. But yeah, it, it happened super quick. It mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to play with, especially <laughs> with somebody like Talon. That oh yeah. Fucking savage <laughs> with that yeah. stuff. So. I'm this. I'm this uh, with this sambo and his like judo behind himself, dude. I'm this. I'm. I'm glad I didn't get thrown. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of keeping a low base too. So I was like, I know you could throw me, but I'm yeah. not gonna let him. For yeah, sure. definitely don't For get sure. tossed on my head. Yeah, That's, uh, like option one, right. don't get thrown on your head. Yeah. Right. Option two, maybe don't get ankle locked. But we'll <laughs> we'll deal with that when we'll, we get we'll there. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely, it's coming along. Yes. <laughs> uh. So how is this? Uh, so obviously you're a BJJ blue belt. You've been doing jujitsu for quite a while. Uh, super fun role. Super good jujitsu player. Yes. How has uh, doing like the pan creation stuff and like this catch wrestling stuff changed your jujitsu, if at all? Um, I think of it as more or less just like I always liked kickboxing. Um, just growing up watching Ninja Turtles, um, WCW, WWE, martial arts movies, Jackie Chan, all oh, those. Yeah. I sure. just always wanted to do martial arts, and uh, my mom never wanted me to do it. Yeah. God bless her heart. I yeah. mean, she would always, if you're going to get into a fight now, and you're going to hurt somebody. And I mean, I was a relatively bigger kid, so I wasn't like, I wasn't like huge. I wasn't like the size I am. I got to this height when I was probably 26, and then that's when it stopped, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I was always a bigger kid, and mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that, it's just me just wanting to do it, and then like, 
putting my hands into how I actually got into striking side note would be like, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes and being in the customer service industry, I was drinking a lot too. Oh, yeah. okay. And so having an addictive personality as I did, I needed to replace addiction with another addiction. Yeah. Okay. And then that was like when I signed up for nine rounds and then I was just doing kickboxing there. Okay. And I was okay. just like that, which is a lot of fun. And then, I moved to Bayview and then ended seeing this like thing that said kickboxing jujitsu. And then I saw the neutral ground logo and looking at it, I was just like staring at it and I was like, huh? And then, uh, how basically has affected me in the long run is, um, how it started was running into Ricky. Uh, Ricky would come into Colectivo, big Ricky, Ricky Purdy. Okay. And I would see this big dude and then I'm like, damn, I'm like, that logo looks familiar. And then oh, I was like okay. going home that night and I was like, that's where it's from. Yeah. Next time I see this You're guy. You're like, I want to be like him. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if jujitsu makes you look like right? him. Right. <laughs> I was just thinking that too, right? Like you, you see somebody like Ricky and you're like, that's how my body looks. If I do jujitsu, sign me Sold. up right now. Sold. <laughs> Anybody yeah. who knows Ricky understands. Yep. And uh, with that, he's just like, yeah, jujitsu, uh, it's down over here on. And I was like, I know where it is. And I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up. Contacted Mr. Friedland and um, <laughs> was like, hey, man, uh, you got some kickboxing going on there. He's like, we don't have adult kickboxing here, but we have jujitsu. And I'm like, I knew a little bit about jujitsu, like yeah. seeing like the first UFC with Hoist Gracie. Okay. Uh, really stuck to it. And of course, like the Undertaker Hell's Gate submission, which is like a go-go plata. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just going into that. And it's like I knew some about jujitsu, but I never knew what I was getting into. Yeah. And um, oh, sorry, I'm just I jumped in the jujitsu right away and not talked about pancreas. No, no, I'll go. Oh, no. we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Talk, yeah. Go ahead and talk about jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, it's just kind of like I was a dork showing up on a gi day in like a tank top <laughs> and Sorry. like uh, I think I had some like pocketless shorts, like basketball <laughs> shorts, and I was wearing socks on the mat. Nice. So damn embarrassing. So obviously everybody there was like, oh, I'm choking this guy. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, hi, I'm here for jujitsu. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm going to get eaten alive yeah. or ate alive by these people. Uh, yeah. And that was at, that was at Bayview 1.0. Okay. Oh, wow. The, the so hallway was- is yeah. what, kind of what I would call it because it was literally a freaking hallway. Yeah. We've heard little, about yeah, it. Yeah. That was a little times. pre, pre our yep. uh, neutral yeah. ground time, but we've yep. heard a lot of stuff about it. Yeah, so signed up from there. I enjoyed it. Uh, I got actually teamed up with uh, Ricky, and then Ricky showed me like a guard break. And I think like the next free class I did, I think John showed me a triangle choke. And then oh. at that point, I was like, I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, just. And then John's kind of wild, like crazy eyes, which really, like, I was <laughs> like, yeah, this guy, this guy's. Hell yeah. I want to like, learn from him. Yeah, right? I want to like, be like him. Yeah, his like wild his like uh dark humor jokes and like oh you know all gosh. that stuff. He has those like crazy eyes and he just yeah. looks at you and that dumb smile. Yeah. And his crazy hair yeah. and his mustache and his beard. Oh yeah, whatever the the combination right. at that point in time is because right. it's always different. Yeah. So I would assume like most other people uh who trained at Nutriground say like, you know, you get there and kind of right away. either I mean I would Nutriground's probably the kind of place that either you get there and you're like not really what I'm looking for out of a mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu gym. Or you get there and you're like, this is perfect. This is like family. Yeah, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. I mean, right. I, I think I've talked about it before. The the uh, first time we walked in for a class, I think Bone Thugs and Harmony was playing. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm home. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. this is ridiculous. This yep. is perfect. I have arrived. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can't believe this. And then I got choked out. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was all good. 
But uh, yeah, I just feel like the culture of the gym invites for a wide array of people like to be able to go there and be comfortable day one right right which is super cool uh so after a while of you doing jujitsu obviously this led into your like pancreation stuff like that and i think actually when we first met you it was during a kickboxing class now that i think about it yes it was will's will's class yes the bayview kickboxing yeah (laughs) by the way uh if jennifer is listening to this uh let's go ahead and get some kickboxing back in yeah if it's at all possible we were, remember, we, I think we were talking about it right a before while ago, too, that we I want have said you to that, try it. Yes. I have offered my services. Um, obviously, I, I work till 7 o'clock, so it's not ideal. Oh, okay. Uh, and I work in Germantown, so it's kind of oh, a 30-minute hike. Okay. But, I mean, if I can, I could s- try and switch stuff around. Right, right. I did have a kickboxing class in, like, before uh covid started yeah and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna do this kickboxing class and do like a quick boot camp teach you basics and then i'm gonna go to costa rica do some <laughs> jiu-jitsu there and drink on a beach yeah that never happened <laughs> the world was COVID like happened. the world was like fuck you go to hell <laughs> <Is that> yeah. <laughs> it's like you really thought you were going to yeah. costa rica right no you're Come not on. Uh, <laughs> the, gotcha. the worst part i think like the last day before like the shutdowns happened was probably like the biggest like class that was there yeah Yeah, it was like a good amount of people Uh, growing yeah it was literally what's tyler i think uh tyler patnick no no not tyler uh yeah tyler maria's tyler 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 uh ala and art is that his name right the her boyfriend julian 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 Julian. i was thinking of someone else And uh, you guys, and that was my kickboxers. Yeah. yeah. And I had big plans for everybody. <laughs> I wanted you to learn the basics. Then I was going to give you some MMA gloves and just have you go at it with each other. <laughs> Fight to death. Yes. <laughs> That's what Will used to do. He'd be like, all right, partner up and see yeah. what happens. It was a pretty controlled, like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. defense, offense stuff. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, w- I mean, I love that shit. It's just, it's hard to. Most striking gyms have a pretty nice price tag on it. So, like, I obviously would be staying at Nutrigon for anything jujitsu. And I just don't, like, most people probably have it in the budget to be like, oh, let me pay two gym memberships and do all this other stuff. But if we had kickboxing at Nutrigon, that would take care of that. It's beautiful. Thinking about it. That'd be perfect. (laughs) Yeah. I've also uh, helped out Fluid with their kids' kickboxing class. Oh, cool. Like once. And then I did the adult kickboxing class that I taught one time, too. And that was obviously right around the pandemic as well. Mm. But that never returned there a couple of times for their kickboxing. Nice. A lot of fun. For sure. It's always fun to just drop into a gym and be like, hey, yeah, do some kickboxing or some Muay Thai. Yeah, that's one of the cool things, too. Like, I don't know how it is in other like states or whatever but i feel like there's a good um a good partnership between us and a lot of other gyms to where right. you're kind of just showing up and the gyms aren't like oh mat fees or whatever mm-hmm. they're just like oh yeah and come hang out for the day yeah super cool let's take pictures after class and all right. that other stuff right it's really nice nice community in the the milwaukee area for sure yeah. um so how is your pancreation going uh it's going pretty well um the first thing that I just kind of randomly heard of it. I think Andy actually shot me a text uh, back in February. No, it was January because the, con- the the tournament was in uh, February, I believe. And it was through the USA FPA, which is U- U- United States of America Federation of Pancreation at Lima. 
And oh. it was, uh, By the way, he read that off of a medal that he has from it. He Shout has out. two. Yeah. Two medals from it. Awesome. Um, and then with that, Andy was like, did you see this, man? And I was like, no, I didn't. He's like, you should go and do it. And I was like, yeah, I should go and do it. I want to do this. <laughs> I showed up. It's like, I'm like, all right, where is it? It's like in the middle of like nowhere. Uh, I think it was uh, Royal Martial Arts, which is in Allenton. Oh, and uh, Danny Campos or Campos was the guy who was putting it on, and Dave Sixel was one of, is I think he think he's like the CEO of it. Okay, oh. and so they kind of had a benefit tournament of pancreation. They did a little demonstration. Um, I forget what the correct Greek words are, but I think it's polo mata and polo something else. <laughs> uh, but it's basically like it's just it's a way that when you do this competition. They kind of do an art form, so that you kind of like do basically flow rolling. Okay. Um, ones with weapons and ones with just what? like your normal. <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's kind of like it's what ones with weapons, weapons and ones just like unarmed. Okay. Obviously, the weapons are no one's going to be really hitting you or oh. hacking you, but it's kind of like an art form. Yeah. So okay. it's like imagine like John Wick taking on like <laughs> five guys without any like guns, but just kind of like That's pretty cool. staffs, sword, maybe like just probably blunt weapons. Yeah. Okay. And he did a demonstration, uh, and it was just really cool. And he kind of talked about the sport. Um, going into that, my I did my first match, which was gi. So I basically wore shin guards, my gi, and my blue belts. Okay. Oh my gosh! And I went against this guy who had a black belt in pancreation. I'm not sure how their ranking system goes, uh-huh. but they kind of use something sim- similar to jujitsu, okay. I believe. And this guy is like. I was like, are you a black belt in jujitsu, man? He's like, no. He's like, I'm a black belt in pancreation. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and he, I'm like, how long have you been doing this? Since I was eight. This guy is like oh, 33. No. Oh, my God. And I was <laughs> like, oh, crap. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> and then I'm just going into it. Uh, I didn't have a corner, man. So Shawnee Carter, uh, UFC uh, alumni, was hey. my corner man, which was cool. That is cool. And he just came in. He was eating like... It was like fish out of a can, not like tuna oh fish, gosh. but like sardines. <laughs> and he was just coaching me. If you like awesome. watch those videos, you could just hear him like yelling at me, "No, no, yeah. be a sniper! Yeah. Hit him once, hit him twice." That is so funny. I did see the videos, and I, I like you did really, really well, dude. It was like a fun match to watch. It yeah. was. It like, was a lot of fun. And with that, just I did the no gi. Uh, I lost to that by points. Uh, unfortunate, but I mean, it's part of the fun. I had I was so close to getting like a arm triangle, but he passed my guard into side control and then mm. got it and then just kind of just kept getting points, mounted me, punch, 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 mount, switch positions, punch, punch, oh, punch, yeah. mount. So he yeah. knew how the point system yeah, was going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me, I was just trying to fight to stay alive. Yeah, right. and I, we were both winded. It was like for sure. February hadn't do any other jujitsu training um, since like I think October for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it was taking a break with the whole COVID thing that was right. going on. And then yeah, I got a golden uh, gi, and then I got a silver in no gi. Obviously, nice. I came in second place because he beat me. But <laughs> it still counts for but something. But that's awesome. 100% that's does. awesome that yeah. you you survived. Yeah. You didn't yeah. get hurt. You didn't. You didn't win, but you didn't get hurt. Yeah, and that guy was definitely a fantastic striker. Just even then, the curriculum they teach is they basically mix all of kickboxing, jujitsu, and wrestling, and then one. they all put it into pancreation because that's technically, if we look into it, that's like pre, it's like 
636 AD or it's a long time ago like, that they started doing like it. original wow. Olympic okay. Games type shit. Original mixed martial arts, yeah. basically. What's the rule set on that? Rule set, it's very, it's kind of similar. It's like a hybrid rule set. I think of like jujitsu and like, uh, it's kind of like similar to like a UFC kind of rule set or MMA. Like you get points for how many strikes you hit, okay. uh, how many positions you dominate. And it's a little like there's the book is like pretty thick. Yeah. And this specific rule set that we use is kind of a bummer. Um, it was still fun, though. They weren't allowing knees and elbows. OK. But they usually allow knees and elbows. So they didn't allow it because a lot of kids, there are more kids competing in it. Yeah. And they always say it's like a kid's kind of thing is pancreation. But no, I mean, they didn't want to freak out the kids yeah. that were doing it, like having adults like elbow the crap out of each <laughs> other and sure. need the shit out of each other. Sure. But still like that, they use that rule set. And basically, so I was just doing like strikes to the body, strikes, kicks to the body, submissions, wrestling, that kind of thing. And I believe uh, Primal actually adopted a similar rule set, but they actually allow um, the elbows and then the knees and then obviously the striking, no hits to the head and elbows to the elbows to the chest, elbows to the body, knees to the body. And that's basically how they're kind of doing their they're kind of adopted the same USFPA rule sets. Uh, All submissions are good to go. Yeah, all submissions are good to go. I think anything's pretty much legal except like maybe a can opener, which is kind of like a wrestling room yeah. where you just shove your chest cavity into their face while you like yeah. go up their chin. It's it's pretty brutal. If yeah, you see it. for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the the primal one was the one you just did, right? Yeah, that was, that the was last uh, one. August. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was fun. I very scared going into that. Uh, obviously, there's. A good sense of fear. If you go into it not scared, you're just damn ignorant. Yeah, right. for sure. You right. should be scared. Yeah, because right. you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. You don't know if someone's gonna like blow out your liver or <laughs> explode your liver <laughs> or accidentally kick you in the face yeah, or like sure. hurt you. And I did pretty good. The guy that I went against was a MMA fighter for how many years and pretty good striker, uh, pretty good grappler too. For sure. But just like using that cage as like a boundary to like just hold them against it with all my jujitsu is just like throwing knees, throwing knees, throwing knees, rotating, throwing knees, throwing knees, take to the ground, jujitsu, jujitsu gets out of it, stand up, strike, 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 try to do a takedown again and then roll around. Sounds exhausting. Yeah. It is, but but it's kind of like, I try to be a tactician when I like roll. Yeah. Cause going into it, I was like, I want to hit this combo, but it might not work. Yeah. And it's kind of embarrassing because I, kicked the guy in the nuts twice oh but i don't think he was wearing a cup oh so it was it was his fault yes i'm not sure maybe maybe <laughs> i just kicked him too hard but it was one of those things i like i stepped out and did a switch kick to it and then apparently it was too low and then i think the, the last one i did was i need him in the nuts <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> did you so, just poke him in the fucking eyes too while you were at it why not josh yeah no. and at that Pull point like no i'm just kidding <laughs> at that point like after the second nut shot, everyone's just booing me. Yeah. They're like, who the sucks. fuck is this guy kicking this dude <laughs> yes. in the nuts twice? Come on. And I Not was just fair. like, oh, my God. I, like, put my hands on my head, and I was like, oh, crap. And then, like, we were going at it, doing our stand-up, I think, in, uh, later on in round one. And he, like, did a couple strikes to the body, and he cracked me in the face. Oh. And then I, like... Turned in, I turned, I, I was seeing red. And then as soon as that happened, like everybody started cheering that I got punched in the face. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> and 
and Nick, uh, oh who was my God. corner man, Nick Von Temple, was uh-huh. like, I didn't teach him any of that. I didn't <laughs> teach him to kick anybody in the nuts, man. That was all him. Oh, my so gosh. It was, it was funny. And, of course, Nick was like, oh, Josh, what are you doing to me, yeah, man? That's funny, that's dude. That's really funny. Um, the... Uh, I feel like once you kick somebody in the nuts, right? Especially if it's like twice, you're you're kind of gun shy after that. You know what I mean? Because right. you're like, man, I don't want to like you know inside thigh kicker. I don't want to kick him in the nuts yep, again. Yeah. So you're and then like I feel switch kick. thinking about it, you're more likely to do it again because you're trying not to. And then, yeah, it's just a downward spiral from there. That's all right though. He should have been wearing a cup. We're gonna assume he wasn't. Yes. We're gonna assume he wasn't and say yes. That you didn't kick him it was as hard as you thought. His fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What like so I know the first pancreation one that you did was like in a gym on like mats, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh kind of more just like your your normal like jujitsu gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then the pancreation one was in, you know, uh, an octagon and the you cage. know, had like fans like around yeah. and stuff like that. Was that the vibe from the um primal to the first one like Dude, it was so much fun. Add to it, you know? It was real. Yeah. I mean pancreation was real, but obviously when you take out the equation and the variable of elbows and knees yeah. in that first one I did in February. That like takes the fun out of it, but I get you wanna you wanna you wanna have kids enjoy themselves. Yeah. Right. You don't want them to be scared of what you guys are doing. Yeah. And uh even then um I was kind of talking with Scott and then he kinda kept like adding on more to it. He was wanted to do more pancreation thing to kind of have like a safe space for people who want to exp- like try MMA and kind of yeah play with that. And then he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a cage. And now we're going to give you theme music. Oh. And now you're going to come out. And now we're, we're going to have shin guards and like the eight-ounce sparring MMA gloves. And it's going to be uniform. One guy's going to be red. One guy's going to be blue. So you're going to have the red tape on one leg or on both legs. And then the other guy's going to have blue tape on the other, on the other leg. On the other leg's. And uh, you're just going to come out to your own theme music, and it's going to be like, we're to do it like they do at MMA, and it's going to be fun. That's really cool. That yeah. is awesome. How did it feel? Like It was... What did you come out to? I was just about to ask that. <laughs> yes. I came out to um, a lovely hardcore band uh, from the 80s. or They're still around. They're called Negative Approach, and the song was Ready to Fight. No. Okay. Okay. That's and the, whole, the first lyrics is, we won't take any shit. <laughs> this is what we had to say and then it goes ready to fight ready to fight ready to fight ready to fight that's so pretty cool that's fun. a good uh, catchy yeah, it's dope i saw those guys in like uh and like chicago like a few years ago which was a lot of fun and i was just like oh man it's the perfect like walkout song yeah. i was gonna ask like what was um your feeling like when you were younger say you you were thinking about it and you were like hmm what would my fight song be because that's what he always asked right. me when we were watching um ufc fights yeah i'd be like if like, like anytime you walk, you walk into a room like it doesn't even have to be a fight like anytime you walk into a room there was one song that I could play what song would it be and yeah. obviously it'd be ready to fight for yeah, josh for yeah you. i mean i go back and forth i i love all types of music i really enjoy hardcore and I like punk and metal um I used to be a metal drummer i used to be a death or a metal singer uh so wow. i really just love like that vibe and i love the energy it kind of gives me and i still obviously love going to shows and stuff too uh but yeah going into that i mean it, it really depends on my mood um if i'm more like vibing and chilling i'll put on like gangstar or something like hey. above the clouds <laughs> um or like wu-tang obviously is a good oh, yeah. one it's always a good one i really <laughs> i really enjoy like all the hits i like 
60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I don't really listen to new country, but I mean, there's some new country that's all right. But (laughs) I find, uh, yeah, I find just music being like part of the journey with like martial arts, kind of like keep your head clear and like kind of get you in the mood to do it. Um, Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, really enjoy it. Just kind of just vibe with it. And that's just kind of how I roll. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That that was one thing that after, because. I did like a little bit of boxing when I was younger. I did some wrestling when I was in high school, played a lot of football and uh, I never really like got into martial art at all growing up. And after starting jujitsu, I never realized how ingrained like hip hop and jujitsu were and like how they're really, they overlap in a lot of areas. Like obviously Mm -hmm. Wu-Tang, everybody kind of knows that just martial arts, Wu-Tang obviously goes and goes hand (laughs) in hand. Um, But in general, like, you can go down the line and find uh, martial art based songs from most rap groups from right. like the nineties and stuff like right. that. That's really cool. And that's what we roll to. Yeah. All the time. Like yeah. <laughs> unless, and, unless and it's up to Richard because yeah. he gets pissy about anytime <laughs> we want to play hip hop. He, he wants to listen to Nirvana. We get it, Richard. Nirvana's Such awesome. A tortured soul. <laughs> Poor Richard. I'm surprised he doesn't wear a flannel gi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever see him in flannel actually. No. Yeah. He's not. Cause he wears black clothes and he's a doctor. What do you yeah. want? Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, so how's it like doing now? We'll get, get uh, back it's to that. it's better. Um, it's not swollen anymore. My sister gave me this stuff, which is like uh, super potent. It's like some Chinese medicine stuff. Okay. So I need to like do a paintbrush and put it on my leg, and it kind of I think that translates to like Zengu Shu translates to like black bone or death bone or something. Or it's, it's so scary. Yeah, that's uh, witchcraft. <laughs> it's witchcraft, witchcraft. sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And then you said you've been getting the acupuncture, right? For yes. It? Okay. Uh, my sister has had a practice for a few years, uh, more than a few years. She's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Um, she's actually gone through. She's like studied in Japan. Oh and, wow. Uh, That's gone awesome. to the acupuncture school and I think Racine. And it, I kind of like when I first get into it, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, oh, you know, like ancient medicine. Obviously, before ibuprofen, right. they had. No Sack choice but yeah. to use yep. these things. For and, sure. And yeah. I was like, well, I mean, if people are still using it now, why the hell not? Just right. try it. Like, yeah. Right. Even it might be even bu- easier on the system if you're mm-hmm. not popping ibuprofen all the time. Yeah. Right. Obviously, I was hitting like 300 milligrams ibuprofen, like <laughs> heavier doses to kind of balance out to bring down the swelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just doing acupuncture in between was really helping it. And even like I've injured myself multiple times, just not even in jujitsu. Uh, just in life yeah. <laughs> just in life like going to a guar show i like fell on my knee during like the casualties or something just, my <laughs> knee was just swelled eye oh my hell. gosh joshua <laughs> and um i was an idiot and was wearing chuck taylor so at a punk show which is like i know i just like you just you, those chuck taylors you don't you don't go to shows in those you, that's how you fall down especially if you're moshing <laughs> and my sister like did a bunch of uh stuff on my face like needles in my face and my eyes and there was even one time that she did like a point right here on my like left elbow area kind of like in the inner of the elbow and like hit a couple of spots on like my side because i like injured my ribs a few years ago from jujitsu uh-huh. and i felt like it was crazy because I, I don't i don't smoke weed anymore but i literally i felt stoned <laughs> And I was it's like, like <laughs> whoa, dude, is this what acupuncture could do? Yeah. I don't even need like any kind of like 
marijuana or booze or anything. <laughs> like, like, just, <laughs> just give me acupuncture. It like release some like uh, um some THC that was like caught in some areas. Just, yeah, like, it's back into the bloodstream. That's funny, dude. That is funny. That's cool. My, so my mom has rheumatoid arthritis, and uh, right now she's on. Uh, they finally found like a medication that works for her. It's like it's a biologic that um really turned turned it around for her because she caught it. Like once it started Just to show time. up, it was uh it progressed really fast, right? right? And she was trying everything to begin with because they were giving her like tramadol and shit, and she just it was like ruining her day when she would take it because it's it's like a synthetic opioid, right? Mm-hmm. So she didn't like that shit. She didn't like the steroids because of the effects that had mm-hmm. as far as like hair loss and stuff. Right. Uh, so she tried acupuncture and she was saying that of everything she did during that time, that probably helped her the most. Mm-hmm. So usually when I'm complaining about shit, because anybody who does jiu-jitsu knows there's always something to complain about. Yep. Her body always hurts at some point. Uh, she's always been, she's been pushing me to go try it. And she's like, dude, just go do it. Like it'll help. Bro, yeah. it's cheaper than a doctor. That, That's all I could tell. Yeah, you. for sure. And, and <laughs> I think she told us that too. And I honestly, the only reason why I haven't is just because it's like why? I got to make an appointment yeah. and I got to go, <laughs> and I don't even know where to go and all this other stuff. So, um, I feel like this is a sign that I have to go try it. Yeah, yeah. definitely, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure, no doubt. I heard too that they can do um, acupuncture for pregnancy as well. Yes, um, it really works for any type of living person uh, even dogs like my dog was my dog uh luna was having some um i think it was anal gland issues and um just kind of like she has cushing's disease so it's kind of just like a buildup of like the adrenal gland and kind of like messes with her head a little bit and she kind of constantly has to lick but my sister this is before she had cushing's but she had like some anal gland like blockage or something Mm -hmm. and i think my sister just put like a few needles in like the area that she was having the pain like she was hitting the points Mm -hmm. and then luna felt like she was a little more like she was better after that so yeah it's pretty cool i mean it 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 definitely translates to animals as well as humans so that's also like I mean, they're all pressure points. Yeah, right. for sure. Right. Yeah, it's a good point, right? It's the same nervous system right. like type of... Mm-hmm. I would imagine that's how acupuncture works, right? With the nervous system and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, I mean, obviously dogs have a nervous system. Other right. animals, humans, right. pregnant women mm-hmm. also have a nervous so system. So, I'm not a fan of needles. How does it feel? Um, Honestly, I don't like needles at all either. I like tattoo needles. Okay. But I do not like just getting poked. Uh, and, I mean, it was kind of like with the whole leg thing... I'm gonna. That this was, might be a trigger was... warning for some. She had to stick him in between my toes. Ooh. Oh, so that yeah, kind of yeah. seems like. Uh, and obviously, I was in a lot of pain from like right. my foot. My foot was like freaking purple. Yeah. Right. Right. So when it's that swollen and you don't it even touches it. when you're like t- like pain touches, and you put needles in, I'm just like. Duh! Yeah. Duh! And uh. I'm like, I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Okay. But um. The needles are so fine that it kind of just goes in right away. I mean, if you have a problem with, like, looking at the needles, just look away. Yeah. There's certain areas, like, the whole – it's like you don't have any tattoos, do you? I have one. One. So, I mean, it's kind of like you have a lot of tattoos. So, I mean, wherever tattoos – um, that you have on your body, if you'd get acupuncture in there, the least part, the least painful areas is kind of the same as okay. like acupuncture. That makes needles. sense because the needles are smaller than actual tattoo needles. Yeah, and I know you got shading on a lot of your tattoos too, <laughs> and they use that three prong yeah. thing to. <laughs> so yeah, so it it really depends on like where you get it. I think obviously if something's swollen and hurting you a lot, um, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, right. But then um, it was actually quite dramatic i after she 
worked on my toes and my ankles and like my my right leg area like behind the knee and down there she did some bleeding so she would prick it with like a normal like little needle just to let some blood out because once the blood hits the air it like triggers immune response to heal quicker my leg literally deflated that's what it looked like or not my whole leg but like my ankle area that was swollen like deflated it was the craziest thing and my sister's like shit i should have took a picture yeah just to kind of show (laughs) you like the before and after for sure yeah that's awesome it's like it didn't seem like it wasn't as dramatic as like like a balloon or something but it was very like you could see it just noticeable yeah that's so that's swelling it's kind of like when you look away let's say you got a swollen finger and you look away like four hours later you're like oh shit the swelling went down yeah yeah so it's pretty cool that's cool okay yeah, I don't like. Obviously, I don't know how acupuncture works, but I do know, like you said, people have done it for like thousands of years, and a lot of people yeah. talk about and it. And shit doesn't just stick around for thousands of years for no reason. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, there has to be some merit to it. Nice yeah. pun. Stick around, acupuncture. <laughs> uh, I see, I'm glad you got my point. <laughs> oh, <Twofer>. oh. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into a little bit of what you do for work. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you are an FSQ technician, uh, yes. and you have a degree in uh, associates in science, uh, focusing on environmental health and water quality technologies. That sounds super, super cool. That Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, let's see here. Environmental health and water quality technologies is a very broad field. Uh, so it goes everything from like air pollution to industrial hygiene to like, um, Obviously, you work in a factory, correct, or like an assembly line kind of thing. Not anymore. Not no. anymore. But like you kind of like making sure that there, it's like cool enough in the building and that your body's cooling down. So like whatever directly affects your like environmental health when you're at work, like high heat exposure or heat stroke. If you're like in a hot factory, if it's like 100 degrees, that's the hygienist part of it. And then it also goes to like some biology, obviously food safety is a big part of it and a lot of that it's it's a very fun field yeah um geez even some of the stuff that i did uh had like a biology class and i would just go to like um covered bridge park and i believe mequon or grafton somewhere around that area and we would just like go in the water with our like waders on and just like splash up like invertebrates and uh just kind of like key them and there's like a little equation that we use if there's this many here that shows like the quality of water is good or bad depending on what organisms are living in there yeah so it's a super really interesting and obviously environmental health obviously affects all of us too like what you eat obviously that go into the food safety thing like um foodborne illnesses foodborne intoxications uh, i learned a lot of that and obviously water treatment wastewater treatment I learned all about that and then obviously some lab stuff too like titrating chemicals using acids to titrate and just a lot of like fun like very basic chemistry stuff yeah and um yeah it was uh it was it was good it was uh my instructor was kind of um very old school uh-huh. So he used his notes. He freaking used like a beta tape for like a video on air pollution. A beta tape. You're like, bro, That's air insane. pollution has changed a lot since this tape was made. <laughs> like, he used the same equations from the 1970s. Oh. And I'm like, I know math doesn't change, but it's like, bro, you have it's to changed. update your notes. But I mean, he That's was a very funny. swell guy. Um, 
and my other instructor, Kathy, she was amazing. Um, that's where a lot of the industrial hygiene kind of stuff and like wastewater, drinking water stuff uh, yeah. that I learned. And it was a really cool field to be in. And obviously working at Colectivo for 13 years, I a lot of, had a lot of the food safety underneath my belt being a manager there. Yeah. Right. And I worked at Lakefront, Bayview, Foundry. So I was all around there and I was a manager for probably, probably about nine, ten years. Okay. Wow. So You've been around it. Yeah, I've been around. I've seen everything and anything. I've dealt with every possible Karen or Chad that you can deal with <laughs> in the city of Milwaukee. Karen or Chad. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Got a degree in that. Got a degree in Karens. That's yeah. funny. And then when, col- when COVID hit, like they were like, okay, we're shutting down. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't think this was going to happen. Everybody yeah. needs coffee. Right. Everybody needs food. Yeah, right? right. And then I was unemployed for probably two weeks. Uh, got my unemployment check late because everybody else was unemployed, apparently. At the same <laughs> yes, <time. Yeah>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> everybody just decides to lose their job at once. So I got this gig with uh, one of the people called me, my current supervisor, and they were like, hey, we're looking for this, this, and that. Can you do this? Uh, I know you got some lab experience. Um we make nacho cheese. We sell drinks, um, like boost drinks, bottled, aseptic, uh, processed, and um, packaged items. So, yeah. And I was like, well, it's either this or I stay at Colectivo for another like 20 years, which right. I don't want to do. Yeah. Right. I love the people, but do not love the job. For sure. So yeah, I took that, and then I've been there since, yeah. It's going to be my up my my year anniversary in December. Nice. Wow. Good, good. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like that's always the first year at any job is always a uh, a feeling out process. Right. By the time you get to the end of the first year, you kind of know, like, I'll be staying here for a mm-hmm. while or, like, I need to start Find looking for some else. other shit. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's cool, man. So, did, like, how did that affect, did it affect your day-to-day life, learning all this, like, environmental health and wellness type stuff? Or did it change kind of some of your habits? You know, because I'm... I kind of get like hypochondriac about kind of stuff like that. So like when if I learn, yep. oh dude, I, I learn stuff and I'm just like, oh my god, like mm-hmm. I don't even know how long this wire's been sitting in this plastic bottle <laughs> in a hot truck going to the store that I bought it from, and yeah. now I'm nervous. A little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing, yes. especially yes. when I learned a lot about like the foodborne illnesses and intoxications, and you realize how easy it is yeah. to get a foodborne illness. And how easy it is to prevent it. But, you know, some restaurants don't want to do that. Hopefully they do it. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, you know, some let the crumbs fall as they go. Some people don't wash their hands. Right. Some have pests. Some have rats. And Or things get really busy and you kind of just, like, overlook stuff, you know? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, it's changed. uh, Or whatever. Yeah. I, uh, I've always been kind of an outdoorsy kind of person. I've always loved, like, camping. I was in Boy Scouts for a while. I love... I never got a chance to hunt or anything, but uh, fishing did some of that. And I always kind of like wanted to do like, oh, make environmental health. Like I want to do something with water. Yeah. Like do water testing. I wa- really wanted to be my prime job that I really wanted to be was a conservation warden uh-huh. or a ranger of some sorts. Uh, and I was really going to their hiring process is so in depth and they actually uh, lifted some of the regulations that they have for that. Really? So what they had what they want people to do is like they want you to go to fort mccoy for like a half a year do all the outdoor stuff and like uh handgun training which i already know um self-defense which i already know 
and grappling to knowing and obviously striking mm-hmm. and um, driving boats, ATVs. I know how to do ATVs, never really driven a boat, yeah. uh, but I've always wanted to do that. And um, it has changed my perspective on certain things. Like when you go to a restaurant, I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like these you people, as long as they cook it <laughs> to a certain temperature and they hold it at a certain temperature, I shouldn't have to worry. Yeah. But how do you know that that's what they're doing? <laughs> that's, a, that's my you concern. You know, my so whenever I get caught up on stuff like that, I usually try to go back and be like, how many people have actually gotten sick from this? Like, where are the odds I'm going to be that person? And chances are, if you get sick from a restaurant, chances are there's probably a handful of people that got sick too. So that the way time. they could yeah. so they can narrow do it down. detection and uh, detective work as to what product went bad or what made them sick. Yeah. Uh, so... That was uh, definitely an eye-opening experience. I always kind of knew things. And just even like, yeah, it's very interesting thing. I mean, I spent some time uh, with actually uh, the health department, Milwaukee Health Department oh, with cool. uh, Kristen. Okay. And she was, uh, I was shadowing her when we uh, did inspection at Miller Park. And that was cool. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, was it was it up to code? Oh, absolutely! Say, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> when you're a stadium that big and you serve that many people, you have to be on top of your shit. And they were well above my st- like, I well above any kind of standard. Oh, that's awesome! That's good to hear. That As compared really to like to a hear. mom and pa restaurant or just like even a chain restaurant, you'd be surprised by how many issues they have. Yeah, mm. I'm I not. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like some of the best food has been on dirty dining, though. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. There's like three restaurants that we frequented that was on Dirty Dining that I'm like, but it's still kind of good. Like, I don't know. And then they <laughs> like got new management after sick. that, and now they yeah. suck. Yeah. It's the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still love and negligence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like if I knew if I knew a lot of stuff like that, I'd probably be very... I mean, most of the the way to prevent stuff is like your normal, you know, wash surfaces in your hands and don't cross-contaminate foods. and Sterilization, sanitation, all those Mm -hmm. things. And I mean, even spending some time at like the water departments and doing like drinking water too, like chlorine, ozone, like all that stuff is basically killing whatever is growing in that water that's coming from the lake. And you know, the Lake Michigan is really, it's everyone kind of has this horror, like, oh my God, they dumped how much runoff of sewage. And you right. know what? In a rainfall, yes, because everything, well, a lot of things are draining to, from the street going into the lake or the rivers. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like that water, you're not directly drinking. If you just jump in the water and just... Take a gulp of that. It's like, yeah, that's not going to be good for you. But, I mean, that's why they have those preventative measures in place to prevent, like, like sterilization, sanitation, killing bacteria, pathogens, that type of thing. Yeah. And it's a very interesting thing. And you'd be surprised how much shit chlorine kills. And even, like, ozone, too, is, like, another, like, pre kind of a treatment. It's... It's making everybody safe because I know Milwaukee had its problem with like cryptosporidium in like the 1990s, I believe. Yeah. Oh my but gosh. You were saying now though, like our fil- filtration systems, like some of the best around, right? It is. It is. And you know what? The quality of Lake Michigan and like the Milwaukee River, KK River, and Menominee Rivers are all up. They're all really good. Obviously, um, there's problems sometimes, but that's why you got the river keeper to go through it and see who's doing what and who's polluting and what and right. obviously find them and ticket them or be like, what are you doing to 
prevent any kind of problems that's going to affect the ecosystem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't see any, you don't see um, as many massive fish die-offs as you used to see because i'm sure what do you guys remember when you were younger if you'd be walking by the lake or the river you'd see all these all massive the fish, fish yeah. die-offs yeah. yeah. do you really yeah. see that now anymore no, no exactly. actually yeah. so that's obviously that's a huge stepping stone for water quality in general oh my gosh i yeah. didn't even think about that yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah yes you're very, very informative very, <laughs> that's very cool true. that's so crazy it's nice. also it's also ironic too because i worked at the lakefront collectivo um altera and uh, that was the pumping station for the Milwaukee River. So all the shit that would be like dumped in the river, literal human shit before they had any type of wastewater treatment would be flushed out into the lake. And I worked in that building where they did a lot of that, like in the 1920s, because it obviously that's what that's what the pumping station was used for oh my to prevent it from stinking <laughs> up the city. We're going to put it out into the lake as far as we can. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope it doesn't yeah. wash back up. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, City Built on Water by John Gerda is a really good documentary you could watch on YouTube that talks about Milwaukee's history with water treatment and how they're doing so much better. Nice. Okay. What's that called again? Uh, City Built on Water. City Built on Water. I'll check that John out. John Gerda. Nice. Um, all right. So, obviously, this podcast is, uh, our tagline is uh, Life, Love, Jiu-Jitsu. Part of love is marriage. You are married, sir. Which yes. is... Uh, a relatively new marriage, three years. You about you I said. I'd say it's pretty new. How's I've I've been with her for about eleven years though. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're relationship. Uh, it's been a long time for sure. <laughs> marriage just started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is I mean, like, because we've been together for about the same amount of time, and I, after I felt like we didn't have that same um, growing pains of marriage that most people have that you know get married after like three to five years or something right. like that of being together. And so I don't know what that's like. I because feel like because we were so young. Technically, we were young. We're, 20, we're in our 20s, you know what I mean. But so that's young. But right? by by yeah. the time we were married, we were together for seven years or something like yep. that. So we got past like that seven year itch and mm -hmm. all the other stuff. And after getting married, it was kind of all the same. Yep. We were just like <laughs> married. <laughs> that was it. In fact, her last name stood the same. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna get into it. So <laughs> 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 no, uh, that's actually a funny one. She she had full intention of changing her last name. And then just never did. And now it's to the point that I'm like, well, why, not? why change it now? It's all good. My wife, too. Oh, really? She kept her name, too. On purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she said, eh, if I want to change my name, I got three years to do it. Well, yeah. Three years is up. <laughs> and she's staying it. But, I mean, if we have kids, it's going to have my last name. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what and we ended up yes. doing. And, and Well, it was funny with Yelena uh, when she was in the hospital because she was in the NICU for seven days. And she was known as the Garza baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Cause my last name is Garza yeah. and his last name is Sanchez. And he was like, like yep, he'd get really mad. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, though, because my mom also didn't change her last name. Nope. So I feel like we should just make it a thing and try to convince oh, yeah, Yelly if she thing. ever ends up getting married to keep her last name. And then yeah, the new baby. Put it's it on. I feel like it's more common now anyway. I feel like that's kind of like a, I want to say like a dying tradition. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you're married by law and you have a spouse then you're going to obviously if something happens to they're going to have get like your health your health insurance yeah. or whatever so either like way, that. yeah right? either way <laughs> yeah or even like kids wise if you want to choose to give them your last name or her last name that kind of thing too yeah yep. yeah so it's kind of like i feel i feel like it doesn't turn as many heads as it did like i i we have gotten asked though right like a couple by times. a few people like yeah. oh you 
your Sanchez and your Garza. Like, you guys are but, married, but like, on my Facebook, I'm a Sanchez. Okay, so I mean, so it doesn't get more knows. official than that. Like, does it really so get more? Nobody really knows. Don't look up the Milwaukee Circuit Court access. Yeah, with right. Their last name. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I, you know, how's how's married life and stuff? Uh, we dig it. Um, obviously. When we first started dating, um, we worked in the service industry at the busiest cafe in Wisconsin, if not the Midwest. Okay. Um, Lakefront Colectivo. That's where we both started, or Altera. Okay. And uh, spending a lot of time with each other and great people that I've met in my time. Obviously, you have to learn how to agree with each other while screaming across the cafe. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily in anger, but so they could hear you. Yeah. Sure. And then turning into a relationship, obviously, I've had some... Um, problems with uh, I've had some gun shy issues with uh, ex-girlfriends that I've had in the past because I don't really have that many good ex-girlfriends just problematic does anybody really have a good ex-girlfriend obviously they're an ex-girlfriend that's why (laughs) Uh, but yeah and then just kind of nervous going into a relationship and obviously I'm not your textbook boy that you bring home to mom and dad when she met me i had dreadlocks what uh, no shit really yeah labre piercing (laughs) i had like two sets of earrings i had industrial i had my nipples pierced oh my gosh joshua (laughs) this is awesome and uh uh, yeah and i mean i obviously with dreadlocks you you don't want to wash them all the time so i wasn't bathing that much so i kind of probably smelled bad what did she see you (laughs) oh that's the thing I got sick of my dreadlocks to maintaining them, so I shaved my head. Ah, and then she was like, oh. And then she was like, oh, okay. You're not the fucking predator. I I see what's going on here. (laughs) It's funny to hear that because, I mean... uh, she she's a very like wholesome and like you know i mean i don't know her like that oh, you know right. but to see her, her it's hilarious. you know she's you know sweet and like you know hey how's it going yeah. and then everybody yeah, like gosh. that looks at me and they're like how the hell did you end up with her <laughs> i'm like i don't know i guess i'm lucky opposites attract right like that's right. and that's cool that, that's, that's uh right. that those are some of the best and i mean like even like when i first started dating her i was heavily tattooed already yeah I literally, I had, I, the only tattoos I didn't have was this one and this one. Everything else I already had. Okay. So going home to her very, um, uh, she went to a parochial school, Dominican, um, over by Bayshore there. Okay. Uh, Catholic school. And then like her dad was a Catholic school teacher and her mom worked for, uh, works for the cousin center, I believe, or the sisters of St. Francis. Did they hate you? No, they didn't. They're That's actually right. very welcoming people. That's awesome. And they're not. They're not. They're not your. They're not your conservative Christians or angry okay. Christians. Yeah, like, for sure. Nothing Good. against okay. like any types of people. But yeah. you know, some right. people are more than right. others. Like, yeah, right. a little more judgmental. Maybe. Yeah. Right. yeah. They're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe it'll mm. wear off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just like I stuck around, <laughs> and then they're like, I really like Josh. For sure. <laughs> Perfect. Like, would you get past his tattoos? He's a great kid. Yeah. No, and he shaved his head. So he it's good head, yeah. there. <laughs> that's funny, dude. That, that's always cool. So who who uh who like asked who out? Was it you? <sighs> Man, it was kind of like one of those like days that you like spend all day. I think it was like St. Patrick's Day. Like, we were out with like seven people. So like I, being the great human being that I am, had to work at five thirty in the morning. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, well, County Claire is open. I'm going to stop and get a Guinness before I go to work just because I can because I'm 21. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I just went in there and then like the Irish bartender was just like, 
fuck man it's st patty's day why not and i was like all right let's do this so i just had a guinness didn't get too crazy and i'm like went to work and then uh courtney i believe she was either working or not working that day and she was like oh we're going to meet up uh at a couple of bars if you want to join us and i was like oh okay so it was like a click of us walking around like a bunch of colectivo bros uh, hanging out <laughs> Walking, we like went to County Clare, Patty's, which I love that place, and obviously a couple other bars on the way. And then we just kind of like started talking and then spending time with each other, and then basically ended up at Henry's, that uh, bar that I was that we were talking about oh, earlier, yeah, and then right. just kind of like started from there. And that's basically that's all she wrote. That's okay. really cool. That was a nice story. Yeah, that, that's fun. Definitely, if you can get along at a busy in a busy restaurant or cafe during rush hour and like not hate each other at the end of the shift. Exactly. There's a good, love first th- there's a good chance <laughs> that you guys will be able to uh, live together. And like, even then with the concept of growing with each other too, which I think is very important in the concept of any type of relationship, you're just like, you grow with each other, you compromise, you figure shit out. Yeah. You say, I'm going to hold my tongue today. Cause I'm not even going to bother arguing about yeah. it or whatever else. For sure. And then obviously that translates into your how many years down the road, marriage. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't all like sunshine and rainbows the first few years. And and, and really never is. But But I mean, it's it's realistic. It's real as real as shit. And and like and healthy like healthy disagreements or arguments in a relationship aren't like a bad thing. right? Right. It's equivalent to like getting tapped out in jujitsu. Like it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. At the time, it might not be great, right. but you learn something from it, and you right. know, and and as long as you are learning something from it, mm-hmm. getting better from it, it, it's all good in the end. Yep. Like, That's right. yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's a good time too. You learn from your mistakes. You try not to make the same mistakes that you do. Uh, you know to hold your tongue. You know to they how your delivery is when you say something to someone yes. so you don't sound too angry and that's the same with like management and you're yeah. in a management right. position i was in a management right. position yeah. have you been in, you you yep. had to manage children yeah like, no i was as what andy was saying you got to go down to their level and be like hey you know what buddy what can i do for you yeah that's right instead of like what the fuck are you doing over there dumbass <laughs> like idiot. yelling at your hey, employees sometime. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah no yeah but d- definitely uh how you say things is almost more important than what you're saying for sure. Yes. That took a long time for us to figure out. I right. think that was a lot right. of how fights, uh, arguments and stuff Started. happened between just us. Just yeah. misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. bro, like I'm not mad at you, but you're talking like you are and yeah. I'm going to feel some type of way about it because of that. Then it just yeah. snowballs into, and then eventually you're like, why the fuck? Why are we fighting? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like you just, completely forget what the core argument started yeah. and you're just arguing for the sake yep. of arguing you're like bro yeah. i know i'm mad and i <laughs> yeah. know there's a reason for yeah. it yeah <laughs> that's it yeah uh awesome. for sure so i i mean you don't have to answer this but speaking of kids is that on the agenda at all um, we're in the talks of it so cool, it's cool. one of those things um nice. hopefully and <sighs> she's a twin so oh, snap. and we're a little older so uh, we'll see we'll see okay i mean whatever is given to me it's given to me i'm not gonna complain for sure right but yeah, yeah. one of those but things yeah, that's a little nerve-wracking yeah <laughs> it is like oh yeah because yeah she's she's a twin um her sister katie uh they're obviously was it they don't look alike they're not identical they're fraternal fraternal yep. yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it's called and uh yeah and then so 
she spent a lot of the time like growing up with Katie and kind of like it's really funny because like a reflection of Katie like her twin it's kind of like how I am Mm -hmm. and then um and basically Katie is similar to like how she it Katie is very like she's the sweetest girl ever but obviously you don't want to cross you don't want to cross any of the Miller girls they're all all hardcore for sure yeah (laughs) That's nice, awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I always uh. Awesome. I didn't know she was a twin. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Neither did I. Learned something new today. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. The the kid talks are always like nerve wracking and yeah, they're and always scary like scary but uh, exciting <laughs> and awesome. Like, yeah, that's cool. And you know what? If push comes to shove and it doesn't happen because it can't happen, I'm like, we're always down to adopt. Like, yeah. why right. not? For sure. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you well, so you guys are pretty set on though at eventually having. Yeah, a child yeah. around the house at some point. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool, I mean, I love my nieces and nephews. Uh, they're very sweet kids. They're good kids. Obviously, they're sassy sometimes, <laughs> but like my niece is like a spitting image of me. Oh, nice. Um, she's very, very alternative how she dresses. She does like the fishnets and like the <laughs> striped pants, like the crazy dyed hair. <laughs> Tight. And then my nephew Ferris. Um, He's very, he's like a younger version of me. And then my niece, Nicole, she's adopted and she's a sweet, really sweet girl, super nice. And then my other niece, Gabby, she's like super sweet as well, too. So so it's like all of them are around the good age group, uh, I believe. My niece, uh, Aya is is 12, close to 12. Um, My niece, Nicole, is 11. Ferris is, I believe, nine. And I believe Gabby is, I think, three three or four you're a savage for remembering all that right their names their age well we were talking to andy he asked the age of one of my cousins and i was like uh uh oh yeah and and i think i got it wrong how many cousins do you have a lot (laughs) there you go five six (laughs) like seven yeah i don't know how many you have but i know i have a lot of oh dude her family's just huge in general yeah but all right so uh getting towards the end of the episode sure like to ask do Some my rapid questions. fire questions and then yeah. my final two questions before you wrap it up. Yes. Um, Andy Simmons got uh, gypped out of the last two questions. I know. Sorry, the last Andy. One. Sorry, Andy. Anyway, rapid fire questions. Gee or no gee? Gee. Choke or joint lock? Choke. Sweep or submission? Sweep. Wrist lock or heel hook? Uh, heel hook. Take down or guard pull? Uh, take down. Favorite pass? Uh, probably knee slice. Favorite sweep? Uh, Josh Janis modified, uh, crap. I don't remember what it's called. Like butterflies or not butterfly sweep. Uh, pendulum. Pendulum. Yes. Josh Janis modified pendulum. That's probably my favorite one yeah. also. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite submission. Uh, triangle choke. Hey. That's always a nice one. Okay. Now the final two questions. <laughs> what is, what is I was actually I blinked out for a second and I okay. had to pause. Uh what is a non jujitsu related benefit that jujitsu has given you? Um patience worth um obviously when it comes down to it, uh belts are nice, stripes are really nice too, but you get a lot of those times it's just like People just want to get promoted right away. People want their stripes right away, and it becomes like an entitlement thing. And yeah. I just kind of don't see where a lot of those people kind of come from. And you know, it's kind of like that addiction aspect of like, I need to get to the next level. I need to get right. to the next level. Yeah. Right. But at the point is, are you ready for are the next ready? level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Are you? Okay. Yeah. Or or not only that, but like, what is what is the next level, right? What does that belt do for you from the moment? Right. 
the right before you get it to the moment after John ties it on you? Like, what is there a difference in your game? I just being a blue belt two stripe. Uh, I think it's very like humbling to like get it because it's a whole ceremony and right. everyone's taking pictures and yeah. like cheering you on. Right. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing and I really dig it. Uh, but what it comes down to, it's like you kind of question like, am I really at this level? Yeah, but it's not my choice to get this belt. It's not right. like I asked John, for this, but right. it's John's choice. And yeah. John's promoted tons of people and he's been around for a long time. And yes. he's been like the foundations of like a lot of Milwaukee jujitsu, even yep. going and doing pancreation fighting like overseas right. as well. And just even his MMA career. And it's just very, it's one of those things like, you know, belts are nice. Stripes are nice. Uh, but it's like, it's what going back to what Josh Janice says, it's, uh, Part of the journey, yeah. not the destination. Right. And basically, it's like, once you get to black belts, then you get to black belts. Then what? Then yeah. you get three stripes every, yeah. or you get a stripe every three years. Yeah. yeah. And, like, even, like, the whole concept of how people are like, well, I want, I don't think it should take 10 years for a black belt to be in jiu-jitsu. It's like, where are Why you to not? say who's doing that? It's right. like, you earn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of that, is a lot of mis like concept. Like I was at a seminar, like the Pancreation seminar, and they had these keys that had numbers on them to kind of help people direct, put number two across this place and pull down to kind of oh. like do a specific like note learn your chokes better. Oh okay. shit. Like let's say if I'm doing a punch joke, grab number two, pull down on four and do it. He, huh. And then the guy said, which really I was like, oh that the whole number letter system or color system of um geese is really cool it's like we hope to get these out to people and make people black belts within five years of jujitsu and i'm just like that's interesting <laughs> why five why years? why do you need to have a black belt in five years yeah what are you gonna do like, right. you're gonna go back to the concept of becoming uh you get your first stripe every three years and then you keep getting your stripes and then you can't even qualify for a coral belt until you're 65 yeah. or right. something. Yeah. And are you going to be in that much shape for <laughs> like doing that? You know, I wonder if those kind of things are going to change as more kids are starting jujitsu at younger ages, right? Because yeah, like the generation before us <clears throat> and our generation were starting maybe early 20s. Yeah. But now you have kids who are starting at like five years old, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're getting 20 years in. Yeah. Quickly. You know, they're they're 30 years old already with 25 years of jiu-jitsu right. experience. Right. So I would imagine you're going to start seeing younger black belts. You're going to start seeing younger coral belts at some point, I would think. Uh, I would assume so. Look oh, at uh, um, Sam Neverman. Yeah, he was. Like, yeah, I mean, he was three he's, or yeah, like? I think he young. was. Yeah, he's. But he, I mean, he done a lot of wrestling and he yeah. started jiu-jitsu younger. Yes. The nicest savage you'll ever meet in your yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Wild. Love that guy. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, patience, dude. You're that's uh, honestly looking at it. Some of the one of the biggest things that I've gotten from jujitsu as well. Like, I 100% am the, am the kind of person that was like, I'd pick something up, and be like, oh, I'm not good at this. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm not good at this either. Yeah, what's the point of putting in time from something I'm not good at? It's like to get good at it, you mm-hmm. fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like you just expect to be good at everything when you start it. You're dumb. <laughs> and then so and then yeah, learning the the um the worth of the time put into stuff. Definitely. And like also right. going back to reinforcing your foundations of jujitsu, like 
you do your beginner class, your blue belt or purple belts, and you're just kind of like consistently drilling your stuff that you already know and you've been studying for how many years. When you get out to a brown belt level and you're probably teaching this technique to stuff, or if you're a black belt and you're teaching this to people and you're just kind of maybe going around and helping people with it, it's one of those things too. It's, it's, you start teaching it and you learn it, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of like the ecological approach to learning of certain things. I know Scott uh, from Primal talks a lot about this on his podcast. Uh He kind of like, what can people do to kind of become better at a sport? And it's a very interesting, like, listen, because it's like, what can you do? Practice, 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 Mm -hmm. practice. And um, going into that, it's a very interesting way of looking at it. Because like, what makes you a better jujitsu player? What makes you a better person in general and going back to the original question which we kind of jumped off the (laughs) roof with um is it's kind of learning that patience reinforcing your foundations and just like having fun and just enjoying it and being part of that journey and even then like i love it uh i've learned a lot of the same techniques many times uh over just going to the beginner classes and even learning a lot of cool stuff in intermediate as well Uh, so yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very fun thing. And I think, a foundations of a good, a good reinforced foundation of jujitsu is going to actually make people better jujitsu players and obviously developing your own style and however you go ahead and apply yourself to the sport itself. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Last question. How would you describe your jujitsu? I would describe it as explorative. And um, uh, explorative and playful. Okay. Good. Because it's kind of like, even if a submission's in front of me, it's like, I don't need to take it. I mean, I can take it, but I want to explore what else can I do from this position? What else can I do to this? Obviously, if it's in like a competition, you're like, I'm going to do the submission. It's done. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean... And you were one of those uh, people, kind of like Megan, where I roll with you, and we always will end up in like a really strange position. Position that I'm just like, well, how do I even get out of this? Like, how do how do we end up here? Yeah. What do I do from here? Mm-hmm. And those are definitely the moments that you learn the most in, right? Those positions yeah. that you've never seen before. Right. I know Megan talked a lot about that when she was on, mm-hmm. uh, and that's very true. Yep. Awesome. So, uh, with all your you're, uh, I know you don't get punched in the face during the pangration stuff. Oh, I still get punched in the face during sparring. <laughs> yeah. Like, if okay. I'm like uh, Adam Messing, he's been a guy that I've been trying to spar more with. Um, Tim Murphy, too, we're trying to, he wants to do more of that pancreation nice. thing. I want yeah. you to do more of the pancreation so, thing, too. I, did, I was so down with it, and then I hurt <laughs> my knee, and now I have yeah. more excuses you, on top yeah, of that that I can <laughs> use. Heal your injuries yeah, yeah. before you jump into that because you don't want to make it worse. I think I'm very close. I think I'm very close to being back to 100. Yes. percent Um. So while you're sparring, getting punched in the face and stuff like that, what do you do to protect your teeth? Uh, I use a Sisu mouth guard. What? <laughs> and surprisingly, after having a Sisu mouth guard and going into my sparring sessions, I really enjoy how much I could breathe <laughs> when I have the Sisu mouth guard. Yeah. And I got the I got the nice one that has a lot of. Uh, control or was it like a lot of reinforcements like so the sisu max yeah yeah i think it's sisu max because i believe i bought one random one from uh i forget where i got it from but it's that really jelly filled like 
it's almost like a teeth mold. And there's that, you like stick it in there and then yeah, the jelly is just mm-hmm. like. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, yes. that's a, it's a very strong mouth card, but I can't breathe with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like. Or drink water. Yeah, or, or drink water or talk. Or, Will yeah. Tucker used to always scold me when I'd wear that old mouth guard. He'd be like, you're hanging your mouth down. I'm going to punch you in your jaw. <laughs> so don't hang your mouth down, bro. Yeah. But with the Sisu mouth guard, I could just be like a. Keep my jaw uh, nice and tight while I'm throwing them punches. Very good. <laughs> you can also probably give uh, good instruction during class because you can speak very well yeah. with it. Exactly. Uh, you're not wasting time having to take your gloves off to take the mouthpiece out yeah. to drink some water yeah. because you can comfortably drink with that mouth guard. Yeah. Um, when you uh, got it, did you by any chance get a discount? Yes, I did. Oh, how'd you do that? I think I f- found it on here on this podcast. Oh. Oh, did you use the coupon code Romat when yes, you bought I did. it and got ten percent off? <laughs> yes, I did. You're a smart man. Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. Uh, okay. Anyway, thank you for that. Thank you for doing this uh, show with us. Yeah, um, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot of cool stuff about uh, water and pancreation and your life and your life. Yeah, your freaking dreadlock life. Yeah, the fact that you had dreadlocks at one point. Super cool. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, I'm happy that my lovely wife was able to uh, set this up and get us over here so that we yes. can enjoy your lovely home, the good kombucha, and a nice conversation. Absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, as always, remember, the family that rolls together stays together. Thanks for listening. Uh, be patient. <laughs> Do pancreation. It sounds a lot of fun. Scary. Uh, buy CC <laughs> mouth cards. Yes. Peace out, everybody. Bye.